Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 281 and we're talking about Hamburg. That's right. Uh, Hamburg in Germany is not the most... Well, it's, it's so incredibly popular and that surprised me because it's not one of the big names that I think of when... I think of travel in Germany. Isn't it? No. Crazy, eh? It's, that is, that it's is just quite not, crazy. not really on my mental radar at all, but it's super busy. I suppose it's quite far north, so if you're traveling around France and, and Switzerland and you're just dropping into Germany, it's not going to be the place that you visit. You're much more likely to go to Munich or Nuremberg or even Frankfurt or somewhere like that. Yeah, but it was a good place to be, so I'm looking forward to telling you all about it today. Yeah, we were there as part of our Indie Germany trip. In fact, it was the last, I say it was the last city, but we ended up having an extra bonus city thrown in. We visited Leipzig for a day. But uh, it was the last city we spent a full week in. And yeah, we had a good time. Indeed. Well, be sure to visit uh, guides.indietravelpodcast.com if you haven't recently. There's new stuff going on all of the time, like this week, in fact, the Las Vegas guide went into the Kindle store. Very exciting. So if you have a Kindle, you can pick it up there. And uh, yeah, it's just all good. We've also got the new homepage design on IndieTravelPodcast.com, which you can uh, go and check out if you haven't been there in the last week or two. Yeah, we've uh, spent the last two weeks in Berlin. We finished our anti-Germany trip and we're now pleasantly ensconced here in, in Berlin. We've got three months here and Craig has been enjoying working (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know after the last we've done pretty much four months of travel on the road since we left Jerez and uh, it's been wonderful and great but there's a million and one little tasks that just keep adding up and adding up and adding up and so I've tried to sit down and do them it's taken about two weeks (laughs) I'm finally getting to the point where I can start arranging to go out again I hope so, because we haven't done anything at all. It's been quite nice, actually, just being at home. And like over the weekend, we both had very lazy Sundays yesterday. We slept in, got up late, played a board game or two, watched a movie. It was good. Mm. But we haven't seen really anything of Berlin. We did have a party and we invited we invited everyone we knew in Berlin to come. Not everyone could come, but there were still eight people, which was great. And we also went to a party at our friend Norm's house. But apart from that, we haven't really done that much. Mm. But that's okay. We've got another few months to explore. That's right. So that's enough about Berlin. Yeah. What about Hamburg? Yeah, Hamburg, up in the north of Germany, you know, where like, along the coast it kind of comes together in a peninsula that sticks up a little bit. It's almost bang in the middle of that, you know, just in from the coast and, and where that little little peninsula sticks up. And so... Yeah, if you're yeah, going to Denmark, you'll probably pass through Hamburg. In fact, yeah, we did, and we spent a long yeah. time. Last, I think it was last year or the year before, we were waiting for the train, and it was delayed, and problems, 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 yeah. and eventually we managed to get on the train, and what was cool was that the train went straight onto a, a ferry, and we had this ferry trip that we yeah. weren't expecting. To Copenhagen, that yeah. was cool. So yeah, this time we got to see more of Hamburg than just the train station. Which was good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we stayed in uh, three different parts of uh, of Hamburg. Uh, couch surfing in the the northern kind of suburbs along the uh, the lake, the Alstersee, and then uh, we stayed in a, a more fashionable quarter, and then we went out into where a lot of the the hostels and things are located, 
which is in the south of the city between the kind of St. Georg area, which is around the station and full of bars and things like that, and the old uh, docks and, and that kind of area, and the, the old docks and also the new, uh, what's it called, Harbour City? Oh, that, yeah, yeah, Hafen built. City. Hafen City. Yeah, because it's a weird combination of Hafen, which is Harbour in German, and City, which isn't German at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, so we're all over the place. Where should we start? Well, let's start with couch surfing because okay. our idea for Indie Germany was to spend time with couch surfers to get to know the city, you know, with local people and then stay in a hotel or a hostel. And so that's what we did. We, um, we spent two nights with Meyer and Holger, who were really great hosts. They, um, the, the second night, I think we arrived on a Friday night, so we hung out with them on the Friday night. And on the second night, they took us to the Reeperbahn, which is the, the party area. While we were there, it was the um, the Harley Davidson rally. Something, it, it, lots and lots of people in town to to celebrate motorbikes, which was quite odd. And the weather wasn't super great, <laughs> so it, it wasn't as packed as it could have been because there was a bit of rain around. But there were lots and lots of people out on the streets drinking, going to stalls and buying beers, or getting sausages off the streets as well. It was really cool. Yeah, it's an area that's well known. Uh, well as well known as Amsterdam's red light district for yeah. all its brothels. And uh, yeah, the entire city is outlawed prostitution except on a couple of streets in this neighborhood. So uh. it's, it's full of, um, yeah, bars and brothels, basically. But it's where Hamburg goes to, to party. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great place to go on a Saturday night. But I don't know, I went back there um, a few days later when we were staying in the area. And it just seemed so... I don't know, a bit sad, really. You know, all of the shine was, wasn't there during the day. Mm. It's definitely a place to visit at night. Well, uh, also with them, we went out on the, uh, the big lake that surrounds Hamburg. Apparently, Hamburg has over 2,000 bridges. It's got more canals than, well, all sorts of places. It's weird um, because it, you, but it's, it's a bit like Venice and there's lots of bridges to go over, but it's not like Venice at all. <laughs> it's an inland city. It's not even on the coast. It's a river city, there's a big lake, there's lots of canals, but uh, yeah, it's so watery. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really surprising. Mm. So one of the things to do while you're in Hamburg is to get out on the water. We hired a paddle boat, so you know, one of those ones where you've got those paddles at the front and you you have to pedal to, um, to, to make a move. <laughs> you got to paddle. Yeah, you got a rudder. It was really fun. It was a bit more expensive than I expected. I think it was something like... 18 euros an hour for yeah. a four-person boat. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not not too bad, because Hamburg is not the cheapest of cities. No, that's true. Um, it's cheaper than some, but it's still uh, definitely got some, some high pricing around the top-range restaurants and things like that. Um, but, yeah, going around, I was about to say biking, because of all that <laughs> peddling. But, um, yeah, we, we explored some of the canal systems and got to look in the backyards of rich people with uh, homes on the water yeah. and stopped in one place for a barbecue. But the place we wanted to go wasn't uh, grilling any sausages that it was day. It real so We got back in our boat and paddled away. <laughs> so another maybe slightly cheaper way to get out on the water is to use the ferries. Uh, with your public transport card, if you have a, a day ticket or a Hamburg card or something like that, you can get out on the water using these ferries, which go up and down the river. 
And uh, that's really cool. That's one thing that we did, and it was really great. We walked along the Elvis. Well, the idea was to go to Blankenese, but that's a bit further than we expected. <laughs> so <laughs> instead, we just went to um, what was it called? Um, Teufelsbrück, I think. Yeah, Teufelsbrück. Teufelsbrück, yeah, which is like the Devil's Bridge. And we didn't see the Devil or a bridge, but you know, we did uh, have something really tasty along the way, which is Hamburg's, I don't know, pet snack, the uh, the Fischbrötchen. And the most famous of the fish bridges, because it's not just a, a bun with fish in Well, it is a bun with fish, and that's exactly what it is. But it's not just a bun with any kind of fish. They've got all different types. And the one that we had was uh, the most popular one, which is a matje, or herring brotien. Mm. And it looks not that great, actually. It looks mm. kind of gross. <laughs> it, was, it was pickled herring with uh, red onion, and um, there was some kind of mayonnaise kind of sauce in there as well. And I thought it was going to be quite disgusting. It looked so gross. I'm not a pickled herring fan, but it was surprisingly delicious. It was really good. Have to really say. Good. So yes, uh, we walked along there, and then we caught the ferry back into the city, and that was a really great way to be on the water. I think if you're in Hamburg, you have to go out in the water at some point. Mm. Uh, we got told with the at the main ferry terminal in the. Uh, southern part of the city opposite where the lion king shows all the time um the ferries go from there but also there are tour boats that you can do um there's smaller boats and larger boats and we got advised by several people we spoke to to not do the larger boats um, because they can't actually access the canals or anything like that so they just take you up the main tributaries of the river and everyone we spoke to said if you're going to do a boat tour go on one of the smaller boats because they can get into uh, more interesting areas than the large ones. Mm-hmm. We didn't do either. We just caught the ferry. But uh, the It was go. raining as well. We yeah, didn't have very good weather at all. I don't know what happened because we thought, oh, this will be a great time of year. It's coming into summer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the best. No, maybe not. Well, um, after we finished couch surfing, we went and stayed at a hostel called Superbirde. And that was in, what's the name of the quarter? The Chantiers Quartier. And uh, this area was kind of very, oh, I don't know how to describe it. Um, the, the picture that comes to my mind is a big mural on an old wall on one side, some great street art. And then over on the other side, a dilapidated supermarket. And then next to it, a cake shop that had like... Uh, kind of corpse bride, kind of gothic cake That's toppings. Right. And and that kind of... It was a wonderful fits, mix. ...fits my, my memory of it. In parts, really stylish and alternative art, fashion, um, student-y, artist And then on the other side, just an old neighbourhood that hasn't quite hit rejuvenation yet. But it was a really nice area to be around. It was Lots really great. Cool cafes and interesting people around. And about a 10 to 15 minute walk to the Reeperbahn. So it was a really mm. good location as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Sufuure was one of the most interesting hostels we stayed in over this whole trip. Everything was custom designed and uh, just beautiful. Um, everything was unique, but there was a certain order to it as well. And yeah, lots of handmade furniture and stuff like that. I really liked the, the wheelbarrows. They'd uh, got some wheelbarrows, made some minor adjustments to them, and then tipped them upside down to make them into chairs, which is really cool. <laughs> it was. It was neat. Um, 
I really like the breakfast. It was also one of the best hostel breakfasts that we've we've found anywhere. Yeah, and you actually ate great. some, which is I quite know. strange. It was almost as good as one at Hostel Köln. I think Hostel Köln is is now the the high watermark of hostel breakfasts. In it fact, was, it's better than most hotel breakfasts. It was that quite we've spectacular. Had. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a great area to be in, and yeah, lots of interesting stuff to explore, but all in a very small scale way, like going and getting lost around the cafes and just choosing somewhere. Thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Well, um, speaking about food, you're mm. saying that breakfast was so good. One of my favorite things about Hamburg, apart from the Fischbrötchen, was uh, the Eat the World tour that we did. Oh my goodness, food. <laughs> I just really love it. The idea of traveling around a city, doing a tour, and tasting things along the way. It's brilliant. So this is the philosophy behind Eat the World. And they've got tours all over Germany. Uh, in Hamburg, I think they had four different ones. Mm. And we ended up doing the St. Georg one, which wasn't very convenient for where we were. <laughs> where we were staying. <laughs> just apart from right opposite the main train station. So that is Really something. great, yeah. yeah. So, so we it's arrived to get there. And it's really great. I mean, it's um, about a two and a half to three hour tour and you stop in seven places and have seven snacks along the way. So uh, we, we went to a spice store, a cheese store, a couple of bakeries, a little cafe, went to an imbus, which is where you, you it's like an outdoor tent. But well, in this case, it was a tent, but it's um, like a little grill restaurant. So we had meatballs and chips there and it was it was really cool. Mm, and also a uh, a Turkish place with a handmade baklava and yeah. oh, it was so good. Oh, and we had flamkuchen as well, which yeah. is uh, kind of like a pizza with no tomato sauce as a base, just mm-hmm. like a flatbread with cheese and uh, different flavors on top. Ah, oh, it was <laughs> good. Well, we walked away with a, uh, a a little a little baggie full of sea salt and rosemary and oregano and thyme and I think. Garlic and, garlic pepper. and pepper. Oh, this this beautiful little herb mix that we've been having on quark, which is the German version what of cottage a, cheese. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, it was, actually, it's quite cool. At the spice store, they gave us little free little bags of, of one spice, and then we bought the the herb mix. And yeah, it's now Craig's favorite thing in the entire world. Mm. If he wants a snack, you know, I say, "What do you want for a snack?" And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> so <laughs> we're running low, running low. We're not running low, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they were they were great. So um, there's will be links in the show notes to our review and uh, to their site. But that was Eat the World doing the food tour with them, and yeah, they're all over Germany. I'm hoping we can uh, do one here as well in Berlin over the next uh, couple of months. I hope so. That would be delicious. <laughs> you mean uh, good? Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the other things that we did, uh, and this is something that's the kind of the standout must-do tourist attraction. Whenever Germans think of Hamburg and visiting for leisure, they think of this one place. Now, this is going to sound strange, but they have the world's largest, or at least Europe's largest, miniature train model railway. (laughs) It's not just a model railway, it's a whole model world. It's called Miniature Miniature Wonderland, and uh, it's set over two stories of a building and yes there are lots and lots of trains so it is a train set but there's also mountains and and rivers and lakes and all sorts of really cool details 
Yeah, they've got tens of thousands of handmade characters that are doing everything from putting out fires to going to the bathroom. It's... Did you see someone going to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> I saw the corpse. There was, yeah. There's a dead person in one of the rivers. Some, uh, yeah. There were uh, some lovers out amongst the fields oh, at one yes, point. One. And, um, yeah. There seem to be a lot of accidents. There's a couple of like plane, yeah. oh, not plane crashes, uh, car crashes, yeah. and, and there's a skiing accident. Mm. And they have a, a model airport as well. I think it's the largest airport model in the world. Uh-huh. And uh, when I told my brother that we were going to Minute to Wonderland, he sent me back a very short email saying, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> And it's crazy how busy this place is. Oh man, it's so mad. Unless you book online and book in a time, if you go there, say, mid-morning, you're likely to get a ticket for 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the afternoon most days. Yeah, on busy so days you, have to, you expect in, to wait two hours. Yeah, they only let in a certain amount of people. I think it's 20 people every 15 minutes or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, and so, yeah, you get a ticket and you go and do something else and come back again. I'd highly recommend you go at opening time because we were there at 11 o'clock and I think the waiting time was 40 minutes to an hour. So that wasn't too bad, but it was a Tuesday and um, or a Wednesday. And there were so many people in there. Like if you wanted to get up close to some of the models, you really had to wait for people mm. to get out of the way. So yeah, I think going at nine o'clock is a very good idea. But if you're interested in... I don't know, crowd dynamics. On the, <laughs> on the website, they have um, an estimated waiting time, uh, like a graphic. So if you know you're going to be going on a Wednesday at 10 o'clock, you can look online and have a look and see what the estimated waiting time is for that for that time of day. So I thought that was a really cool, cool idea. That's quite geeky and quite cool all at the same time. Yeah, so there, it was fascinating. Um, and... I'm not the kind of person who's who's into that, but I enjoyed it enough to to spend time there and you know. We spent two hours around. there easily. Yeah, it it just it just vanished. Um, yeah, and they're working on new stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I quite liked the areas that were under construction uh-huh. or tucked behind a glass panel where there were just people working away. Yeah, that was kind of the most interesting stuff. Seeing them lay out all of the. The plans for switchboards and and lines and electrical cables and everything like that. They've got a plan for a really big uh, Italy section. At the moment, they've got, I think, Scandinavia, uh, there's Austria, Switzerland, a large Germany area with Hamburg and just a fake town. But uh, yeah, there's lots of different areas. I really like the little dioramas. There were, I think, 10 or so quite small tables, maybe one meter square. And they had, um, one set had... A street in Berlin uh, from when from the end of the war until now so you could see the, the wall going up and the wall coming down again that was really cool unfortunately all the information was only in German so that that kind of sucked mm. although when we went in we were given brochures in English so you could get an idea of how things worked and I also really liked seeing the control panel there were six or seven uh, workers there monitoring the trains and you could see uh, one of the trains had a, a camera on its um, on the top of it, so you could see on a monitor uh, what it was doing as it was going through tunnels, and, and mm. it was really great. Yeah, it was like what you might expect to see in a in a NASA movie with <laughs> all these people sitting in front of a huge bank of uh, computer screens, and some with cameras and some with 
very complicated looking switchboard patterns yeah, yeah. for the uh, for the different intersections and things like that. Um, so yeah, it it's the thing to do, and it is interesting. But I'm still kind of gobsmacked that it is just so popular. Yeah, it's good. It's interesting, but wow, there's. <laughs> I mean, what did they say? They just reached ten million visitors. Ten million visitors. Yeah, and I. Over, over a million last year, I think they yeah, said. Yeah, I think they're up to a million a year now. Yeah. Mind-boggling. Oh, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's more than many medium-sized cities get yeah, in tourism. Yeah, a lot more. Like, <laughs> it's madness. Um, okay, well, we've talked about uh, St. Georg, talked about the, the cafes and restaurants there, and the same in uh, in the Chantiers Quartier. Um, what haven't we talked about the churches. The churches. They, yeah, were beautiful. We haven't talked about any of that central city area, have we? With the, the town hall, mm-hmm. the big open markets out front that lead onto the, the inner Ulster, the smaller part of the lake. And then, yeah, the, the city used to be four different cities. And I think it was brought together officially as part of the Third Reich. It was like, okay, all of you are going to be one big metropolitan area. And so each uh, large neighborhood has its own church, oh. its, its own main church. I didn't know that. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't paying I, I, I was listening. <laughs> I was listening on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we went, I think the most famous one is the... Um, the Church of St. Michael is Michaelis Kirke. And it's, well, it's very Baroque. <laughs> it's uh, inside, it's quite pale blue with, with tiered seating and a really big organ. And there was a practice going on while we were there, so it kind of filled the space. But it wasn't, I don't know, I've decided I don't like Baroque very much, but I did really like this church. It wasn't too over the top, it wasn't too ornate. Mm-hmm. It was quite pretty. Yeah, I liked the big statue out front over the door of uh, the Archangel Michael standing on the head of this kind of monstrous-looking demon. Oh, yeah, that was quite nice. And he, he was kind of just looking off in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very casual. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Here's this just serpent? a little something I did before lunch. <laughs> the other church that I really liked to visit was the uh, St. Nikolai Church, which was bombed during the war, and they've left it... As it, as it was mm. more or less as a memorial, you can go up the steeple. It costs about three euros, three fifty to go up, and you get a good view over the city. We didn't go up, but uh, we just had a look around. There's uh, a couple of little monuments inside to to remember the war and to kind of yeah commemorate mm. people who died and things like that. It was it was quite moving. Yeah, it was one of my I don't know if you can say of a, a favorite war memorial, but it was very well done and for me but impacted me quite strongly so mm. i liked it a lot um cool well we also stayed down in the south of the city uh city sud with the ano hostel and this was the largest hostel was this is the largest hostel in the world they've got over 2000 beds in this building and you can imagine that makes for a very large building it was a very large building. What was interesting about it was that part of the building used to be a concentration camp. So if you're thinking about war memorials, we were basically staying in a war memorial. 
we were uh, we actually had two rooms, and the first room was in the in the uh, concentration camp. And as we came down the stairs and into the main area of the of the, the lounge area, there was a a big um, placard or poster that talked about the history of the building. I thought that was really really interesting. It was eight stories, and then um, up above that was a rooftop rooftop terrace and bar, and but. You know, there wasn't a lot out there. So the views from um, our floor on our room on the eighth floor or from the rooftop bar was kind of over a skate park to the railway tracks that led to the nearest U-Bahn station and then some industrial buildings behind it. So you're kind of a 15-minute walk away from the, uh, the bars and restaurants in St. Georg and that was the nearest place to go to have a good choice of restaurants. Yeah. Or you could go about 25 minutes, half an hour it was, out to um, the Hafen City area, which is still under development and quite highly priced. I think if you're eating out there, you're probably <laughs> not, staying, staying in a hostel. Not, not staying in a hostel in City Sud. Um, but there were several hostels on that street. And so it's obviously a really popular place for people to come and stay, but I struggle to figure out why there's all of these uh, all of these hostels in one place. I noticed that they all had um, parking lots, and mm. not a lot of the other hostels in the centre uh, did. That's I a think good that's point. probably that. If you're if you're travelling by car, then it's a really good place. Mm. It's it's a little bit out of the city, but not so far that you're not in the middle of things. I mean, it's one stop on the S bahn yeah. or the U bahn, um, but you can park your car. Yeah. And so I think that's quite a big deal. If you're coming by car, it's a good place to stay. Yeah, and it's convenient to the uh, to the U-Bahn station as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of public transport, it was fine. But it was just a bit sad when you, you know, wanted to go out for dinner. It was like, ah, oh, there's, there's nowhere here, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was a bit of a downer for me. But the room was nice and the place was... But there was a was bar good. downstairs and you could always get pizza and a... F- a few yeah, other options yeah. in the in the downstairs bar because it was so big they had those those features so that was quite good we never used it but you know it's nice yeah. that it was there absolutely oh well. and what else do we do <laughs> <laughs> God, are we gonna gonna finish with the cheese are we the, the cheese burger oh Craig we went out for <laughs> we went out for dinner with our couch surfing host on one of our last nights I think it was our last night yeah and uh, I Craig had said, I had a sudden oh. flash of horror. Like, how can we leave Hamburg without having a hamburger? Oh. <laughs> it's got to be done. Yeah, so we did. It's we had a hamburger, and it was delicious. And it was on the, on the menu. It was in the specialties of Hamburg section. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't feel too bad about it, but it did feel particularly cheesy, and not just because it had cheese in it. But it was good. Well, that was uh, that was Hamburg as we saw it. We had a week there and got out and about quite a bit, but those would definitely be the highlights. The thing about this city compared with many of the ones we went to as part of Indie Germany was that it was a lot bigger. Mm. Like Geographically, it was a lot bigger. So it feels more difficult to put things together in a cohesive narrative because it's not like you can just walk five minutes around the corner and see this. It's more like... Walk for five minutes, get on a U-Bahn for 15 minutes, and then get off and walk around the corner and then see this. Yeah. And so um, 
yeah, it is worth exploring though. There's interesting neighborhoods and, and great things, but you do end up spending a lot more time commuting, I guess, from site to site. That's true. But I definitely recommend it. It's a, it's a good city to visit. And uh, yeah, if you come into Germany, make sure you visit Hamburg. Well, as we left Hamburg, we had our second to last day with the German Rail Pass from acprail.com. And we went up to Rostock before coming down to Berlin. And I think on our next show, we'll talk briefly about Rostock and then uh, about Leipzig, which was our last stop. Uh, of indie Germany with our last day of the pass. Um, sad to say goodbye. <laughs> it was. It was so sad. And maybe we can talk about some practicalities of how to use the pass and, and how it worked out cost-wise. Because mm-hmm. uh, traveling in Germany, it was definitely a good saver. Oh, yeah. Um, by, by sometimes a couple of hundred euros a day we saved on the it longer trips. It was hilarious. Trips. It was hilarious. It was Once we, we looked it up and it was going to be... 400 euros or something for one of the journeys that we were going to do and our per day pass rate was 45 euros something like that so yeah Yeah. long (laughs) long distance travel in germany i think a a german rail pass is definitely worth considering definitely worked out so yeah we'll put that together for you next week and uh yeah thanks for listening until next week travel well